My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Thursday the 30th of March. I'm Sam. I'm Zara. Three students and three staff members were killed in a school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee this week. Rows of young children led to safety. After their school was targeted in yet another mass shooting. The city of Nashville still in shock and mourning as people try to process what happened in that school shooting at an elementary school there. We have to do more to stop gun violence. It's ripping our communities apart. This was the 130th mass shooting event in the US just this year. That's according to independent data from the US Gun Violence Archive. US President Joe Biden has been calling for Congress to pass an assault weapon ban following this latest shooting, but it's highly unlikely to make any progress. We're going to give you the latest on gun reform in the US in today's deep dive. But first, Sarah, what's making headlines this morning? New South Wales judge and war crimes investigator Paul Brereton will lead the National Anti-Corruption Commission. Nicole Rose and Ben Gauntlet will serve as his deputies. All the appointments have been recommended to the Governor-General for final sign-off, with Brereton and his deputies all expected to serve five-year terms. Inflation slowed again in February. That's according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics. Prices increased by 6.8% in the 12 months to February. That's down from the 7.4% recorded in January and 8.4% in December. It comes ahead of a meeting of the Australian Reserve Bank Board next week where a potential pause to rising interest rates could be decided. Public displays of hate symbols such as the Nazi salute could be banned under legislation introduced to Queensland Parliament yesterday. It came after Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk said this month her government was considering tighter rules on hate crimes after neo-Nazis displayed the Nazi salute during an anti-trans rally in Melbourne. And today's good news, a planetary alignment of Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter and Uranus is currently visible to the naked eye. It's called a planetary parade and has been seen across the world for the past couple of days, with many of the planets expected to be visible for the next two weeks. The best time to see the alignment is just after sunset in the western sky and can be best viewed with a clear view away from any bright lights. There was really tragic news out of Nashville this week that three nine-year-old students and three school staff members were killed in a mass shooting event. What we know is the shooter was armed with at least three guns, including an assault rifle and a handgun, and has been identified as a Nashville resident. Two police officers from the Metro Nashville Police Department killed the shooter after entering the building where they could hear gunfire. You said there that it was the 130th mass shooting in the US this year. That's just an absolutely tragic figure to have to come to terms with and to consider. It truly is. And just to kind of provide some clarity onto that stat. So that stat comes from the US Gun Violence Archive, and they define a mass shooting as a single incident where four or more people are shot and or killed. So keep in mind that that doesn't include shootings where three or less are injured or killed and 
For example, just last week, there was a shooting at a school in Denver and another in Dallas, neither of which meet the mass shooting threshold. Sam, you and I went to watch President Obama speak in Sydney uh, earlier this week, and one of the questions that he was asked by Julie Bishop was his biggest regret from his time in office. And his response to that was Sandy Hook. So that was the school shooting that occurred during his time in office. Uh, He said that his biggest regret was that they couldn't legislate gun reform. Joe Biden was, of course, Barack Obama's vice president during that time and has then gone on to become the president of the United States. And throughout that entire period, it seems that one thing has remained stable, and that is the fact that you can rest assured there will be another shooting in the US. What has President Biden said about this latest shooting? Well, he fronted the media at the White House. I just want to speak very briefly about the school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee. It's heartbreaking. uh a family's worst nightmare. And I want to commend the police who responded incredibly swiftly, within minutes, and the danger. We're monitoring the situation really closely, and uh, we have to do more to stop gun violence. It's ripping our communities apart, ripping the soul of this nation, ripping at the very soul of the nation. Biden, not for the first time, is calling for more gun reform following this latest shooting. So I call on Congress again to pass my assault weapons ban. It's about time that we begin to make some more progress. I want to get back to that assault weapons ban that Biden was just talking about. But first, I think at the center of this, at the crux of this, is a concept that we Australians cannot understand, which is why gun reform is so hard in the U.S., Well, to really understand it, you have to go back to the Second Amendment in the US Constitution, and that says, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This makes things super tricky when it comes to legislating how people own guns in the states, how many they own, and if everyone should be able to own one. Because what happens is if the Supreme Court decides that a state or federal law on gun ownership is contradictory to the Second Amendment, it's going to get overturned. If we were to try and simplify the pro and anti-gun arguments in the US, you've got two very clear camps. On one side, pro-gun lobbies say that limiting gun ownership is the start of what they say is the slippery slope to infringing on individual liberties, and it will mark the overreach of government, which is a big fear. And then on the other side, you have gun control advocates arguing that the right to bear arms as imagined and as drafted by those who wrote the Constitution back in the 1700s is totally irrelevant in a modern context. And the right to citizens, especially kids in a classroom or people walking on a street or at a music festival, should override concerns that are held about personal liberties. But... Even if legislators do try to introduce reform around gun control, they're also going to struggle with getting support in the Congress. For a bill to pass in the US, it needs to pass both houses of Congress, and we're talking about the House of Representatives and the Senate, to become a law. And most Republicans have typically resisted blanket bans on firearms. In June last year, the Congress did pass legislation that introduced tougher background checks for buyers under 21, But that's pretty rare as an example of bipartisan support, meaning support from both Republicans and Democrats, and was the first major gun safety legislation passed by Congress in almost three decades. I think you're right to point to the composition of Congress and to the difficulty that a hyperpartisan 
kind of America faces. But the other thing that you haven't touched on there that I think is important is the NRA and is the power of lobbying in the US, especially when it comes from the gun lobby. That's definitely a major player, especially when you think about the financial power of those lobbies. They're known as some of the most powerful lobbies in Washington and in the world. And and, and it makes it incredibly hard for these congressmen and women to justify passing a bill against them. Okay, but there are some people trying. So let's go back to how President Biden's responded. So he has been trying to push gun reform, but has been struggling to get further support. Tell us about the legislation that Biden's pushing for at the moment. Well, this is a man who's been pushing for some sort of ban for a long time and was actually involved in some legislation which was passed in 1994, although that legislation was only in operation for 10 years. New legislation to ban assault rifles was introduced to Congress last year and actually did pass the House of Representatives, but then it hit a roadblock in the Senate. Then in January of this year, after two mass shootings in California, President Biden called for the bill to be reintroduced. But by that point, the bill had even less prospect of passing because of the results of the midterms, which changed the composition of the House of Representatives. That's now controlled by Republicans, and where the bill once made it through, it could no longer. So Sam, you've outlined all of the reasons why it is so hard to implement gun reform in the US, but I think that it is important to also talk about how progress can be made and what can happen. So where to from here? Well, the president does have some levers that he can pull that don't rely on a bill passing through Congress. He can go the route of an executive order, which gives the president the power to do some things without legislation. And this is something that Biden did following the shooting in Monterey, California earlier this year. There, he announced an executive order to increase the number of background checks conducted before firearm sales and increase the use of what's called red flag laws to help identify potential mass shooters. But Biden said to the media this week that he's reached the limit of his executive authority on guns and that now it is up to Congress to act further. And as far as the legislation that Biden is calling for, it has almost no chance of actually passing through the houses of Congress. Some analysts, in fact, have suggested that Biden continues to call for these assault rifle bans to raise awareness and encourage some of the states to act. And that is a trend that we have seen in the US. There are nine states that have already restricted assault weapons. They're California, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and New York, plus Washington, D.C. And we're keeping an eye on Washington State, which does have some legislation moving through Parliament to ban assault weapons as well. Now, all of that is not going to be a comfort to those families in Nashville this week who are grieving the loss of their loved ones, or for those who've lost loved ones in the other 129 mass shootings that happened in the first 87 days of this year. Thanks for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you learnt something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every weekday morning. We'll be back again tomorrow morning, but until then, have a brilliant day.